This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. We're wavered. We're wired, man. We're wired. Wired for sound. Wired for fantasy football. Wired to figure out if there's anyone we should pick up on the waiver wire this this week's pretty pretty bleak. Pretty bleak. There's two players we'll talk about later in the show that we've been talking about week over week over week, and these guys just keep climbing, and we're ahead. We're ahead. We're ahead. We're ahead. We're ahead. We're ahead. We'll kick it off with one of them, Chuba Hubbard. Right, Chuba Hubbard. And then the other guy we'll talk about later, Michael Wilson. Michael Wilson is still not getting the respect. Still not getting the respect that he deserves. No respect. No respect. No respect. No respect for Michael Wilson. I don't understand it. Because I'm looking at all the different waiver-wired articles around the industry. Who's given the respect to Michael Wilson? He's not getting it. He's not. We're going to give him. We've been giving him the respect, saying, stash this guy. Now, we're going to keep. Now saying you could actually have to go put bids in on him for the first time. You have to actually go put bids in because it's he's ringing the bell, right? The 100% catch rate, the 20-plus fantasy points, he's ringing the bell. I'm an alpha, guys. I'm a rookie, and I'm, uh, I've absolutely usurped Rondale Moore. Remember Rondale Moore? Ooh, remember that guy? Remember Rondale Moore? We'll get into Michael Wilson later. You can see the shirt that I'm wearing today. Just... uh well, that'd be a good shirt to wear. I, I don't I don't have any uh, Bill Belichick shirts, but I do have a Matt Patricia shirt. Matt Patricia coaching the Lions with a clown nose because member not the first, Matt Patricia going to the Lions, Bill O'Brien to the Texans, Josh McDaniels to to Denver now is in Las Vegas. These, this is the Bill Belichick coaching tree. <laughs> this is the coaching tree. The, the funny thing about Bill Belichick being dust, just being the dustiest old dusty coach, my daughter asked, how old is he anyway? I was like, too old to coach. Way too old to coach. That The tree itself, typically it's the, the coaching tree is a total fallacy. And it's like, oh, well, I spent some time with this guy and he told me all the secrets. Or he told me the magical spells that I could put on 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 the players, so that's that's that that's not a real thing. Coaching trees aren't real, but 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 in the case of the Patriots coaches, you could argue that there is a poisoned well of coaches that it's not a tree at all, right? That it's a poisoned well that if you hire one of these poisoned coaches. <laughs> these it's a disease tree that's what it is it's a disease tree and if you plant this disease tree in your orchard everything dies that's if you, that's the equivalent of hiring a bill belichick acolyte disciple it's not good like look, look at look, look at this guy look at matt patricia look at him that was a guy that was hired to run a team 
just because, just because he was in the same room as Belichick. Bill Belichick told him all this, the secret spells that don't actually exist. No secrets. No secrets in the NFL. Everyone has all the film. No secrets. Waiver wire guidance. Oh, waiver wire guidance. We have some waiver wire guidance for you, though there aren't a lot of exciting options unless you think Chuba Hubbard and Michael Wilson are exciting. I do. The industry does not. And we'll get into why after this. This episode brought to you by Mojo. Mojo is that player stock market. We love Mojo because we like making lifetime bets on players. You run out the clock on these guys. Mojo just rolled out a brand new fantasy platform. That's right. So now you can build a portfolio of player props. Oh, Jamar Chase over 77.5. Oh, Kadarius Tony under 15.5. Whatever the under is on Kadarius Tony, doesn't matter. You can just stack up the props in your portfolio. And the beauty is, once the Sunday games kick off, it's not over. It's not over until it's over with Mojo because once those games kick off, you can then move in and out of positions. Let's say that you're well ahead of expectations. You can cash out. Let's say you're behind expectations. You're underwater. Well, you can double down. That's what makes Mojo so special, why they're different. Check it out. Go to the App Store. Get the Mojo app and use the promo code UNDERWORLD. The promo code UNDERWORLD Gets you a 100% deposit match up to 100 bucks. So the promo code is UNDERWORLD, and they will match your deposit dollar for dollar. Go to Mojo, start building your portfolio, and then during the games, you can be a fantasy day trader. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And we're back with the waiver wired show that I am single handedly going to generate excitement and enthusiasm for on the starter stream show that we had the live streaming show that I did at noon. We have this every weekend starter stream. Check it out. We have a lot of this network. Incredible. Right. What I mean, Theo Greminger is going to be on the Mind of Mansion show. Theo Greminger also hosts the press coverage show. He and Billy do the first class fantasy show. He is the up-and-coming fantasy analyst in the industry. He has put together a lineup that is just incredible. Just on Tuesday, we have the Mind of Mansion show. We have the Waiver Wired show. On Wednesday, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight shows. It's the eight sh- All day we're streaming on Wednesday. It's incredible. Uh, incredible. We have the Tailgate show on Mondays that Tyler Football hosts. Get you ready for Monday Night Football. And Bradley's got the, the tailgate show on Thursday to get you ready for Thursday night football. Just tune in. Player profiler on YouTube. We're streaming all the time. It's incredible. And Chuba Hubbard is better than Miles Sanders. I'm going to say it again. I'm going to say it as loud as possible. For the first time, he actually outcarried Miles Sanders. And he looks more explosive. Miles Sanders is not the player that he was sold to be coming out of 
Penn State. I thought he was going to be more explosive. I thought he'd be a hell of a lot better option in the receiving game. And the irony is Chuba Hubbard was not heavily used as a receiver at Oklahoma State. He was a rusher, a prolific rusher, 2,000-yard rusher, right? So I'm seeing all these people that are like flocking to, oh, got to get Jaleel McLaughlin, right? Because he's the next guy up behind the guy, behind Samaj P. Ryan. These are bad offenses, okay? Denver, bad offense. Carolina, bad offense. These are bad choices. These aren't great choices. Chuba Hubbard is the 1B to Miles Sanders, 1A for now. Last week, he looked like the 1A. I need to see one more week. But in the meantime, I'm going to put 15% down on Chuba Hubbard. I know others are saying maybe closer to 5%. Wait and see. It's still Miles Sanders' role. He signed the big contract in the offseason. He was the highest paid Running back that signed a multi-year deal, right, in 2023. Shocking. I mean, it wasn't a very big deal, but it's the running back position. There's not a lot of there's not a lot of money for the running back position. There was a team out there willing to spend up on a free agent running back, and it was Carolina, and they chose Miles Sanders. And that does matter. That does matter. But the decisions of which personnel packages are going to run which plays also matters. So the coaches are saying. I get we paid Miles Sanders, but I'm trying to win football games. And Chuba Hubbard is the path to winning football games. The upside of Chuba Hubbard is not excellent because it is the Panthers. They're not going to score a lot of touchdowns. The touchdown upside is not there. The equity is not there. Okay? But he he is actually the receiver we thought we were getting from Penn State in Miles Sanders. So that's exciting to me. I like target magnets out of the backfield with speed and a history of production and the requisite size to be a, a, a bell cow in the league. Jaleel McLaughlin has none of that. I, I like Jaleel McLaughlin. It's a fun story. I also like Jarrett Patterson, right? These small school players that are undersized, that play bigger than they actually are. They're not necessarily target magnets either, right? But, it, but they're fun players, Jaleel McLaughlin posted 10 yards a touch last week. That's excellent. I mean, good for him. That's great. But like Chuba Hubbard, he's not on a top offense. The Denver Broncos are a bad offensive line with an offense that's losing key pieces, now losing Javante Williams, right? I get that he runs a 4-5, but at 187 pounds, that's a 30th percentile speed score, and he has sub-20th percentile burst, sub-20th percentile agility. He's Jarrett Patterson. That's his best comparable player on playerprofiler.com. And he just wasn't a, an impressive college player, right? At Youngstown State, I mean, what Jalil McLaughlin, let's, let's look at Jalil McLaughlin on Player Profiler. Look up those college stats, okay? How many catches for Jaleel McLaughlin? Okay, let's take a look. Pretty good. Pretty good. All right, pretty good. 19 catches. Not bad. Not great, right? Not great. He didn't have a game in college with more than three catches. That's not great. Now, there were some explosive runs. He had a 52-yard catch for a touchdown. Hey, that was against Dayton. That was a good job, right? That was a good job. But not the prolific receiver. He's not even the same. He's not even at a level of Chuba Hubbard. He just happened to have some explosive plays. This is what Jarrett Patterson was. If Jarrett Patterson were a better receiver, he may have been able to carve out a, a bigger role in Washington 
than he ever could. And I think the same is true for for Jaleel McLaughlin. We're going to see where he shakes out as a receiver. But at 190 pounds, I'm not paying up for this guy because Samaj P. Ryan is the trusted primary back in Denver. That's who they're going to turn to. He's going to be the he's trusted in pass protection, trusted to know where the running lanes are going to be. Not that there are many running lanes in Denver. So I'm not going to be chasing last week's production with my bidding this week. It would be different. It would be different if a key member of a of a backfield for a a high scoring offense were to go down and then Jalil McLaughlin's the next man up. Well that's that's something. Right? But the Broncos just played the Bears. Okay? You want players that are that are about to play the Bears. You don't want to overspend on players who just played the Bears. See that's the difference. That's why have Hubbard at double the bid. Whatever you're going to put down on McLaughlin, double it on Hubbard. But again, the industry is saying no. The industry is saying the guy to get is McLaughlin. He's the guy to prioritize, and I disagree. Rico Doddle is also someone just to keep stashing. He is a one-for-one handcuff, and this team is rolling. They're scoring a lot of points. Their their defense is good. They're blowing people out. This incredible. I mean, look at the positive game scripts that Dallas has enjoyed this year. Those are the running backs you want. Those are the running backs to stash. Are you going to be starting Jalil McLaughlin this week? Probably not anyway. So why not stash the guy with more upside? That's Rico Doddle. That's Kendra Miller. I know Kendra Miller only had a couple touches, right? It looks like, oh, wow, this is this is interesting in that Alvin Kamara looks like more of a workhorse than he's ever been. One week, right? This coach wants to ride Alvin Kamara, and that's great. That's great for everyone that drafted Alvin Kamara. We want workhorses on our fantasy football rosters, it's great news. But Kendra Miller was used. He was the clear number two, the clear number two. I didn't see Tony Jones. I didn't see him show up in the box score at all. So if Kendra Miller with size and speed and underrated receiving skills is going to be the clear number two for a good, not great offense with a good, not great offensive line, a productive enough offense that you can get excited about Kendra Miller in a primary back role. More touches are coming regardless, though. What you saw was his floor. That was the that was the low point in Kendra Miller's career in terms of usage. It was week four of the NFL season 2023. It's only going up from here. I can promise you that whatever you can get Kendra Miller for on the waiver wire, you don't have to put, put a bid in on him. I'd put at most 2%. Even if he was available, which he probably wasn't available, if he is available, you can get him for nothing because he'd get almost no touches. So you can just scoop him up, right? I would re- So most people would be prioritizing Devin Singletary because Devin Singletary was playing inside the 10. For some reason, they took Pierce off in, in critical uh, downs and distances and they put in Singletary. That offense is humming. But though Miller got many a few, far fewer carries I prefer I prefer Miller to Singletary though the Houston offense is better than the New Orleans offense especially with with this degraded version of Derek Carr he's not right but he is that as long as he didn't suffer a setback with the shoulder it will get better or they turn to Jamison Winston and Jamis Winston will actually improve that offense because he's more of a downfield thrower so there's there's outs for Kendra Miller in terms of this offense getting better I like Devin Singletary just because I like the offense. 
I know Devin Singletary is not even close to the talent of Kendra Miller. It's Kendra Miller up here, Devin Singletary down here. Devin Singletary is undersized. He is very similar to a Jalil McLaughlin, right? These are undersized running backs that aren't particularly athletic. They're not the receivers that running backs with that size typically offer on NFL rosters. That's the that's the the Devin Singletary conundrum. So again, counterintuitive. Hubbard over McLaughlin. Counterintuitive. Kendra Miller over Devin Singletary, though I also think Devin Singletary, because it's Houston, is worth rostering. He does have the bare minimum skill set. Latavius Murray, because of the offense, the Buffalo offense. Latavius Murray is starting to cannibalize James Cook's snaps. James Cook's been playing well. James Cook's been their primary back, their clear primary back, and yet every week you can see the usage goes down, the snap share going down for an unknown reason. Latavius Murray? Really? Damian Harris? Really? But I think it's clear Latavius Murray is a better receiver than Damian Harris. I thought coming out of college that Damian Harris was a better receiver at Alabama than Latavius Murray was at Central Florida. Just like I thought Miles Sanders was a better receiver at Penn State than Chuba Hubbard was at Oklahoma State, and now I'm wrong again. Right? Wrong again. No, Latavius Murray actually a better receiver than Damian Harris, and for that reason, the fact that he's getting the snaps, he's getting, he's more productive, he's getting the 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 key routes out of the backfield when it's not James Cook, it's it's Latavius Murray running those routes. I love that. I love that for Latavius Murray. I think he's the the perfect stash. High stakes leagues, deeper leagues, smart people are stashing Latavius Murray because if James Cook misses time, Latavius Murray is going to be the guy that everyone's rushing to pick up other stashes tank bigsby there that's a that's a straight up handcuff for travis Etienne. though it's not the one for one that rico doddle is right because jamichael hasty would get passing game work if something were to happen uh, and and travis Etienne were to miss games jordan mason as long as elijah mitchell's not right jordan mason is a top stash you gotta watch the injury reports if elijah mitchell misses Week five, be sure to stash Jordan Mason heading in to the uh, week five slate. Tajay Spears, Zamir White, and also remember Jeff Wilson's coming back. So Jeff Wilson is officially a stash because we've never seen Raheem Mostert hold up for a full season. That means Jeff Wilson is stash worthy as of this week. Now at wide receiver, Tyler Boyd is a popular pickup. Oh, no no T. Higgins, whose next man up is going to be Tyler Boyd. But it's the Bengals. The Bengals offense is dysfunctional. So I'm not as excited about Tyler Boyd. Right? Oh, J- oh, Jamison Williams is coming back. I'm not excited about Jamison Williams. Jamison Williams has never been able to catch passes in the NFL. He's commanded a handful of targets and caught like one pass in his entire career. So I need to see more from Jamison Williams before I get excited about him. Instead of getting excited about those guys, I'm more excited about Michael Wilson. He's a true alpha and he's happening faster than I would ever imagined. I thought maybe mid-season we might see Michael Wilson step into an alpha role. We're already seeing it now. Week three, week four, we're seeing it. 100% catch rate with Josh Dobbs? What? What? Like he's, he, he's just commanding a bigger and bigger role, more and more routes every week. The route participation's going up. The efficiency's going up. This is, this is cold fusion. Michael Wilson is wide receiver cold fusion because... As the volume goes up, his efficiency goes up. Typically, 
volume goes up, efficiency goes down. No, 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 not with Michael Wilson. Volume goes up, efficiency goes up with Michael Wilson. That's why you love Michael Wilson. And Josh Palmer is not the most efficient, but he is the number two. Quinton Johnson's very bad and just process of elimination. I'd rather have Josh Palmer than Tyler Boyd. They're similar players in similar roles, but the Chargers offense is actually producing fantasy points and scoring points. The Bengals are not. So as long as Justin Herbert is vastly outperforming Joe Burrow, then it's got to be Josh Palmer. Interesting on the Dynasty rankings. Go to Player Profile or check out the Dynasty rankings. Herbert and Burrow switching places in the Dynasty rankings. Who says no? Who says no? Put it in the chat. Put it in the comments. Why? Why is that wrong? Do you disagree? I love it. When I saw when I saw that was uh, the update, I was like, okay, well that makes perfect sense. Uh, maybe that, we were actually maybe a week week late, but I'm sure some of you disagree. Let us know why you disagree. Now is the perfect time. If you haven't stashed him yet, stashing Rashi Rice. He's still the number one wide receiver. He's available in 60 percent of fantasy leagues. He might be dropped this week. Watch out for Rashi Rice getting dropped. Scoop him up. Tank Dell's not going to get dropped. He was, he was too good to get dropped. But Rashi Rice might get dropped. Rashi Rice, is, look out. Scoop him immediately. Because it's not like Sky Moore was commanding targets. He's not. Right? It's clearly Rashi Rice. And they're trying to mix it up with, oh, some snaps, some personnel packages, it's Marquez Valdez-Scantling, and then some it's it's Kadarius Tony. Neither one are any good. The one guy who's good, apparently, because targets are a skill. If Sky Moore can't come in the targets, then we're down to one quality player, one quality wide receiver, right, for Patrick Mahomes, and that's Rashi Rice. So you got to make sure you stash that guy because you got to remember, Michael Wilson... Go seven for seven with a touchdown, blows past 20 fantasy points. <gasps> Ooh, it's the Cardinals. It's a rookie. You know, it's random, whatever. No, no one cares, right? I, I, I saw fantasy analysts prioritizing Josh Reynolds over Michael Wilson. And I was like, what? That's just not right. I can't believe what? Why? Right? Makes no sense. Imagine if Rashi Rice had the week that Michael Wilson did. Go ahead, imagine what happens on the waiver wire when Rashi Rice goes 7 for 7 for 80 yards and a touchdown. Just imagine, just imagine, let yourself imagine what happens. That's why you got to scoop him up. That kind of week is coming for Jaden Reed. Unfortunately, his quarterback is Jordan Love. He's been more productive, more exciting even than Rashi Rice in recent weeks. Had that beautiful 44-yard catch last week. There's more to come from Jaden Reed. I believe, fundamentally, Jaden Reed is a better player than Romeo Dobbs. And over time, as the season plays out, that he will overtake Romeo Dobbs. He will end up with with more catches, more yards, more fantasy points. He outproduced Christian Watson, right? Out-targeted him at the very least. So I believe that it will shake out with the, the, the top two options for Jordan Love being Christian Watson and Jaden Reed. Watson, a huge disappointment this year. But that's partly due to the fact that Jaden Reed is there. Musgrave is there. They have a bunch of other young receivers that deserve targets. And Jordan Love, his ball placement has been the worst of any quarterback in the NFL. And that's that's the risk. right? You want to steam up some wide receiver in the third round just based on one month of production last year with a different quarterback? 
and you're surprised? No, the guy, the play was always Jaden Reed late. If you wanted exposure to this Packers offense, if you thought maybe Jordan Love would exceed expectations, well, then the, the play was was Jaden Reed. That would that was the move. It was, it was way too risky. Where Christian Watson was being drafted. If you want to stream someone this week, there's some streaming options. There's a streaming stack. There's, there's a great stream stack this week. It's a, one of the best you'll find all all year. And that's Sam Howell with Curtis Samuel. Okay, so it's it's just like last year. Whoever's playing the Bears, go and play their players. So this is a great week to play Terry McLaurin. This is this is a critical must produce week for Jahan Dotson. We'll talk to Theo on the Mind of Mansion show about that. We're going to be streaming that in about an hour, so tune in for that. I got to ask him. He's he's a Jahan Dotson fan. He's like Jahan Dotson. We've, that's the player we disagreed with the most. I've disagreed with Theo on two players more than any other this year. Jahan Dotson and Jameer Gibbs. So we'll talk to him about those two players on the Mind of Mansion show. If Jahan Dotson doesn't produce against the Bears, it's over. It's over. But I can promise you this. Curtis Samuel will produce. Curtis Samuel is widely available. You can pick him up for like 2% of your fab budget. He's been getting the second most targets. He's been super efficient with those targets at like an 80% catch rate last week. He also has dynamism after the catch. It's like, what's not to like about Curtis Samuel? Guys, they get past the age apex, and they haven't really broken through the top 10 season, and everyone sort of just forgets about how dynamic those players are. Curtis Samuel is the perfect streaming candidate for that reason, and Sam Howell has been what we wanted Kenny Pickett to be, right? that he We talked about Sam Howell being discount Kenny Pickett. Well, actually... He's just been Kenny Pickett. What I projected Kenny Pickett to be is exactly what we're getting from Sam Howell. So he's been you know, a, a top 15 option, fantasy points per game, looking at the, the the rushing that he's delivering and the fact that they're in comeback mode some of these weeks or they're, 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 the running game is not that effective. Their offensive line's not a great run-blocking unit. Brian Robinson is not breaking long runs so it's up to it's up to Sam Howell and he has he has really good weapons especially Curtis Samuel and Terry McLaurin maybe Jahan Dotson Dammy Brown outproduced Jahan Dotson last week Dammy Brown's a nice little player one of the better fourth receivers there are in the league and another sneaky streamer this week is Logan Thomas Logan Thomas putting up those 40 yards a week you like to see that gets the touchdown any given week that's when he'll 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 get there for you so when you start to see the targets and the yards start to stack up for these fringe tight ends then the probability of, of getting the touchdown any given week especially a week against the bears goes up so i, I that that's a nice little stream stack right there howell samuel logan thomas braxton barrios look at that little barrios right who he put up 15-plus fantasy points last week. He's getting the snaps as the number three receiver. There is no tight end of consequence. And if if there's not a tight end that commands targets, then the number three receiver on any prolific offense is worth rostering and streaming depending on the matchup. If you think it's any kind of shootout, and last week was a shootout, everyone knew it was going to be a shootout, the 53-54 point total that was the week to play Barrios. So what you can do is pick him up in deeper leagues, high stakes leagues, and then stream him, flex him in when the the game total is, is up well above 50. Terrace Marshall is interesting. 
Terrace Marshall was heavily targeted. Terrace Marshall's athletic. When players with elite high school prospect profiles come into college as five-star recruits, melt faces with their combine performance, their athleticism, and then they face plan in the NFL, they almost never, never, ever turn their careers around. Those guys are the quintessential NFL flameouts. They rarely even make it to their next contract. It's like, hey man, you peaked in high school. We'll see you later. The fact that Terrace Marshall looked like the 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 quintessential high school peak to, to make it in the NFL in year three is is stunning. Is stunning that he would persevere, right? Someone with that that's blessed with that kind of raw ability is faced with huge challenges like terrible quarterback play just you know a coaching carousel right immense challenges they go out and draft Jonathan Mingo to replace him right you could see imagine how demoralized he must have been over the summer and yet what does he do he perseveres you rarely see that kind of fortitude that kind of tenacity from these five-star high school recruits that end up busting in the NFL through two seasons. The idea that he would come back in year three. It's like, imagine Nikhil Harry like breaking out in year three, suddenly commanding targets in year three. It, it, it was like an impossibility. You couldn't imagine it, right? Imagine a, a lot of guys, right? Corey Coleman, right? Imagine Laquan Treadwell. He's not even athletic, but he was the it guy, right? He was the it guy. It was never going to happen. And so for a guy like Terrace Marshall to come out and say, hey, I'm going to command 10 targets, that's a big deal. That's a big monumental deal, and it's something that I'm impressed by. I'm incredibly impressed by. It'd be one thing if he was a guy that was on the practice squad, was a, a late day three pick, just been grinding, but, you know, balling out in preseason, and then he finally gets his opportunity, and bang, eight targets. Yeah, like that. That's a story we've seen every year in the NFL. What we're seeing from Terrace Marshall is very rare. Very rare. That you would start at the top of the mountain, go down, touch the void, and then bounce back and be relevant again. So for that reason, I'm picking him up. Also, just he's so athletic. I'm not hoping for a lot. It's Bryce Young, right? It's a bad offense. But the athleticism is why I'm excited that he can actually generate Yards on his own with spectacular catches, yards after the catch, you know, playing above the defense in the end zone. These are ways that a, a wide receiver on a bad team can actually get there. So Terrace Marshall is, is worth a stash, worth a priority stash. Zay Jones also. Zay Jones is going to be back, right? So what's the consequence of Calvin Ridley being a fake alpha? Well, Zay Jones, right? What's the action item? Zay Jones, Zay Jones, worth picking up. People forget about him, right? They drop him a week ago. Haven't really paid much attention to him. Don't really, can't track the injury. When's he coming back? Who cares, right? He's not, he's not the one, he's not the two, he's not even the three, because that's Evan Ingram. But he is the four. He is the four, and we're, we'll, we're going we're gonna to find out who the real number two wide receiver is in Jacksonville. Is it Zay Jones? Is it Calvin Ridley? Once Zay Jones is healthy, we're going to find out because back, way back in week one, it was Zay Jones and Calvin Ridley that were producing. We'll see.
Zay Jones is a better stash than Jamison Williams. They have, they have actually similar rostered percentages. I, I thought that curious. I was like, hmm, it's funny how Zay Jones' roster percentage is only because he produced in week one, right? 15-plus fantasy points in week one. And many picked him up after week one, and they just forgot to drop him. That's why he's rostered in like 30% of leagues. And then Jamison Williams is also rostered in 30% of leagues, but that's because people actually drafted him and forgot to drop him. <laughs> so they're both rostered in 30% of leagues for different reasons. But in a lot of sharp leagues, see, Zay Jones has been dropped, and you can pick him up. Right, most of the roster percentages you'll see the the the, the players that are thirty five percent rostered they're not available in the leagues that you and I are in, right? But in Zay Jones' case, actually he would be, he could be. So that's that's someone to look for. And uh, other other stashes: Marvin Mims, Wandale Robinson. Or imagine imagine drafting. Can I just we'll talk about this with Theo on the Mind of Mansion show? But imagine drafting Isaiah Hodgins, right? Knowing Imagine if I had done that. I would never have done that. But because I I I have Travis Fulgham rookie cards in my possession. Okay, they're right here. I have I I stare every day. I stare at a Travis Fulgham rookie card just to remember what happened, right? How I got out over my skis with Travis Fulgham. It's not going to happen. It's like I wasn't drafting Isaiah Hodgins. But but Wandale Robinson is interesting and the Giants can't be this bad for the entire season. Their offense will improve nominally at some point in the season. And Wandale Robinson was a target hog in the SEC. He will likely be the, the, the de facto number one for Daniel Jones from in the wide receiver room. So he's okay. Wandale Robinson is officially someone I might potentially be interested in. In a couple weeks. Wired to figure out if there's anyone we should pick up on the waiver wire this this week's pretty pretty bleak.